everyone what's going on out there in the nerdverse. Um, this is Malice Core. We're back to talk to you about the next uh, set of Defenders episodes. Uh, we're moving on to episodes four, five, and six. So we're here to bring you our thoughts and what's going on. Um, so I've got with me on the cast, I've got again, Mr. Igor. Igor, what's going on tonight? How are you doing? Doing well. Glad to be back. Doing Good, good, good. And we've also got um, IC Zorro. So how are you doing tonight? Fantastic. How are you? Awesome. Ah, it's been a night. You know, we got car stuff, it, all that good stuff. So, but we're here not to talk about that. We're here to talk about Defenders. Um, so jumping off, like I said, episodes four, five, and six. Uh, thoughts. What was your favorite moments, I guess? Favorite Favorite characters in this next batch of episodes. Favorite character in the next batch of episodes. Did well, you have I think, one? Yeah, I it's, I loved how purely expositionary Sawande was. Like, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know how he got captured. We don't really know anything about his character, how long he's been alive, any of that. He's just, he's there to tell him how things are going, and then he's going <laughs> to lose his head. That's pretty yeah. much it. I'm not going to lie. I'm impressed you know his name. I couldn't even remember his name. I'm like, did they give it? I just knew him as guy tied to the chair. <laughs> the guy, the guy in the white suit and the and the Caribbean hat. Yeah. Yes. What about you, Mr. Eeyore? Well, outside of really liking that Luke rolled up with Suande tied up in the back of Suande's <laughs> own own van, nice touch. Yeah. My favorite for cap- for character wise, my favorite was actually Electra, because not only did mm-hmm. she finally shake off most of the Hello, I'm a MacGuffin <laughs> dynamic she had going on throughout most of the rest of it. They did it really well, I thought. Still still a little bit of, I'm here to move the plot, but mostly, no, really good character moments. <laughs> I, I can totally she agree did. with that. In that three, that little three-episode arc that we're talking about tonight, there was some actual character development for her. With her, which is interesting considering she is really rebuilding her character. I mean, she she died... Her memory's been wiped, and so now she has to reestablish herself as this new character. Um, and that's that's interesting, you know, to see what she does with it going forward. Um, right. I liked a couple scenes. Uh, Jessica, you know, when she storms off, keeping true to who she was, and then coming back in true Jessica Jones fashion when she drives the car through the, you know, gets out and is just like, did you miss me? You know, like... That was pretty epic. You know, nobody knows how to make an entrance like she does. Um, and then, um, you know, just stick. I, I, I don't know why I like them so much, Stick and Daredevil, when they are antagonistic with each other. Um, I, there's just something about that dynamic I really like. So that was fun, too. I like that Stick is... Uh, actually, I kind of wish that I'd seen more of Stick and Jessica specifically talking to each other because they both have that wicked, sarcastic, snapping sense of humor. <laughs> and it's it just made for some great... I mean, even Luke trying to deal with Stick. Uh, Stick just trying to deal with anyone in that group. You know, he is just like, I trained you to fight a war. You're not fighting a war. I'm mad at you. What are you doing? You're <laughs> doing t- this. <laughs> and then tie that with the word dumbass and you pretty much got his character. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. so so nonchalant, like, okay, well, uh, what happened here? Oh, I had to cut it off to, you know, get here. That's not the point. The point is, you know, just moving on. So, so yeah, so that was some good stuff that happened in 4. Um, 4, very much to me, was kind of a filler to set up again. This was 
we finally get them all interacting and nobody's getting along. Uh, I mean, clearly. And what a it was, shock. <laughs> it, was, it was just a straight exposition episode for most of the time, just like the, the character of Sawande. It was, okay, here's, here's kind of the background. Here's, what's, here's the, the, the backstory that you didn't know about. I did like they did that, that they did that with him because, yeah, he didn't get a lot of character development, but that was what saved the, hello, I'm Captain Ex Exposition from being annoying, the fact that they made it the supervillain monologue. <laughs> Here's the evil plan, ha ha ha. Yeah, and so now going back, um, Igor, to the comics, um, how, how much does that vary? I mean, I, I'm assuming this specific stuff doesn't happen, in the comics, but is there is there parallels in there or it's oof, it's one of the it's one of those that's really easy to over explain, but mm -hmm. essentially Daredevil started off like the Daredevil stories, because that's where the hand came from to begin with. Mm -hmm. Was Daredevil comics? Started off as very swashbuckly and what ho villain sort of stuff until Frank Miller the guy who gave us the Batman story, The Dark Knight Returns, which a lot of comic book geeks agree is, yeah, that was the beginning of the grim and gritty and darkness and superheroes. <laughs> right. So basically, that's almost directly where the hand came from, because the hand were also written by Frank Miller originally. <laughs> I, loved, uh, I loved Jessica's line about there. No, no, what's it really called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. You know, forget all the, you know, she she literally can't wrap her head around it. And I know Luke probably is struggling too, but I think he's a little bit more open-minded, but she is just like, I, I don't, for all the things that she can do, she has no concept of mystical forces. You know, um, I don't know what she thinks about what she can do. Um, I, she hates it. I, I'm pretty sure she hates her abilities. Um, but pretty yeah, sure she, she hates most of her life. That's why she spends so much time in a bar. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so she's, um, you know, d drunk and, but she, you know, she ends up leaving and, and she goes to do her own thing, tracking down that architect guy again, trying to figure out what's going on there. So she's kind of separate, um, from the, from the diner, uh, where it's, where it's Danny. Danny, he, he kind of, he hasn't come into his own yet. He still thinks the hand wants to kill him. He's, he's not understanding the hand wants him, um, it's not and, even that they want him. They just need the fist. He doesn't. He, just, he keeps on keeps on referring to himself in this as I am the immortal Iron Fist. Like uh, <laughs> one of the even even beyond re, uh, watching the the episode, I read a couple of recaps as well, and one specifically called out. He's got this whole hero story for himself built up in his hand. He doesn't realize he's just a key. He is. He is just a key to them. He's just a key, um, and. So he's kind of, I don't know, I, I kind of felt like he was superfluous right in the diner scene. Um, the, the main interaction, obviously, was between uh, Stick and St Stick was the central focus, and they were all reacting to him. Um, it, it, at least that's what I saw from it. Did anybody else feel bad for all the diner staff? <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, but you know what? Their, their rent's paid for the next six months, so all they got to do is rebuild. Did you yeah, catch we'll the, love that black card. Did you catch the look that Luke gave Danny when he offered to pay rent for the next six months? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? You don't have white privilege? All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the owner of that really? restaurant. 
He was almost oh. my favorite character. But, <laughs> almost. And I know, is it is it this episode? I can't, I can't remember. Is it this episode? I think it's episode four. She shows up. The hand shows up at the diner. Um, before Sawande gets there. And she's there. She's she's trying to persuade her. Correct. Um, try to remember. It's either the end of this episode or the beginning of the next one. Okay. I I think it's the end. I think that's how the episode ends. Is she's like, okay, you you're gonna come with us because you want to do the right thing, and then Jessica comes through. Yeah, Murakami busts in. Exactly. Yeah, and then um and then it cuts out and it's like, Oh, but more, you know? Um, so thankfully it all came out. Cause if I had to wait a week in between that episode, I would have been like, dude, like that's where you got it off. You know, you watch the defenders, not necessarily for the fight scenes, but you want some fighting in it, you know? Um, watch the defenders in large part for the fight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, so yeah. So again, like you said, this was a lot of exposition, just a lot of, Stick trying to get them on his side. We need to take out the hand. This is going to end badly for everyone. Oh, and then the Electra stuff, you know, just um, trying Briefly. to get Danny. Yeah, try, not trying to get Danny, excuse me, trying to get Matt on the what you had is gone. It's no longer there, you know. You've got to embrace that and you've got to, you got to do what you got to do, you know. Yeah. She just shows yeah. up at the end like the angel of death in all black. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, that was a lot of, that was a lot of mostly episode four. Um, episode five is really where the action, you know, goes in and starts um, with the, again, being in the diner and, and the fight scene. So what, what did you take away from episode five? What did you like from that? Go. <laughs> go, yeah, go ahead. I liked I liked about all the uh, about all the action equally, but if we're talking characters, it was one of Gao, Madame Gao's slimier episodes, <laughs> and she, she's so good at that. <laughs> she's she is very good at that, and she's just like I mean she's like cultured slime, you know, because she's always proper, she's always you know the lady, but she is one of the dirtier characters of the show, and people tend to forget that. Absolutely. Um, she has she has nearly zero conscience. I mean, and in, it just it feels creepier than some of the other ones. Like when Sigourney Weaver's Alexandra clearly has you know an, any any means to justify the end uh, justify the ends. It doesn't feel as slimy. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. Yeah, she feels more like evil CEO from evil CEO. And well, yeah. you can almost you can almost like smell the desperation coming off of her. I know that's a weird thing to say, but you know that she's running out of time. Nobody mm-hmm. else realizes that she's running out of time. Nobody else knows why she's doing this. But we as the audience, we know that she's running out of time. And and she plays that well, that I, I call it the stench of desperation is, is wafting off of her. Um, and so, you know, she's going to, at this point, she doesn't care if, if she's if she's gonna die anyways if this doesn't come to fruition so what does she care if she pisses people off yeah. you know for sure I, I I liked that this episode had uh, more of the supporting characters 
interacting with each other as well. After they left the diner, they all had to get their their loved ones to safety. Yes, I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, and oh, we had, foggy and Karen. And Karen. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I needed more foggy. I mean. I love Foggy. Foggy, I don't know why Foggy's my favorite character, but he is just my favorite character out of all of them. All of the, you know, episodes, I guess. Um, I just, I love that character, and I needed more more Foggy than we got. Um, and I could I could use less Karen. I find her kind of annoying. I love the actress. Deborah Ann Wall is amazing. But I just don't like that character that much. She has sort of a very, I don't know, I'm morally superior to you and I'm disappointed in your choices. Yeah. Yeah. And Wesley would greatly disagree with her there. <laughs> um, I didn't, I loved her in season one of daredevil. Didn't love her so much in season two. I thought they wrote her very out of character, very demanding, very, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but just not, she didn't feel like she was in character in season two with the whole forced love triangle and just the way that they handled that. And even now, I mean, she's kind of coming on board, but she's just being very pushy. Like just because you don't understand that life doesn't necessarily mean that you have to understand that life. It's not your life. You don't get to tell someone what's good for them and what's not good for them just because you don't understand it. Um, yeah. And so I don't like the way that she's pushing. And she even got mad at, I don't know if it was this episode or episode six when they're in the police station. You know, she got mad at Foggy when Foggy brings him the suit. And she's like, why would you do that? Like, why would you push him back towards that life? And it's like, because he needs this. He, well, I think, you know, I think he may have even said, you know, he's already back into it. Like, yeah, there's, there's no stopping that. Yeah. And I think, I, I think, I, th I think Super Who, you're actually... I think you're actually making the point that they were going for mm -hmm. with her and to a, to an extent up until that point where Foggy said, here, take the suit with, with Foggy as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like they were trying to show you what those attitudes, what those attitudes were doing to the relationship that Karen and Foggy and Matt had just as much as Matt doing the age old stupid superhero thing of, I have to lie to you to protect you was doing to their, to their relationship. Uh, I think that was superheroes the, and their moral quandaries. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the big strength of the entire series, though. Uh, weirdly enough, even above the action, because it seems like across the board, a lot of people are hit or miss on the action, hit or miss on the plot points. But such strong characterization. It was right. either good or it was really good. Right. So, I mean, I I liked this episode. Um, I mean. You have the fight in the diner. It was it was pretty good. But Luke, you think Luke gets captured. So I was like, all right, this is going to be kind of cool. Um, and we're going to get to see them try and torture a person that can't be tortured, essentially. You know, I was, so I was going to see, you know, like, what are they going to do? Because, you know, stuff breaks against his body. You know, were they going to do like electroshock? Were they going to try and stick him back in acid? You yeah, know. what are the what are the four main pains? Blunt, sharp, hot, and cold. None of those yeah. are really gonna affect him. No, maybe hot. I don't know. Maybe heat. I don't know. With heat, yeah. maybe that might affect him because I know the acid hurt him when he was dipped in the boiling acid, but right. it didn't kill him. So, um, but then t tables turn. Haha, ha, flip flip the switch, and there he comes up to the dojo, and he's got Sawande or Swanda, however you pronounce it, um, in the back, tied up, and it's like, oh, okay. Should have seen that coming, but I didn't. 
Um, <laughs> I wish yeah. they would have shown us some of that. <laughs> it would have been cool, but it might have just been, you know, it's it's kind of more fun to, to just have the come up and there you go, you know. So they've got their captive now. Uh, the hand, uh, Alexander, she doesn't want to go get him back. She's like, nope, nope, you know, we've done this before. We're just going to let him do his thing and we have to trust that he's going to return to us. Um, which is code for I really don't care because I'm dying and I need to get this taken care of myself. So if he dies, tough nuts. Uh, <laughs> and she keeps on she keeps on talking to the rest of the hand as if they have more of the substance and can just bring people back from the dead. Exactly. When really they have already used the last of it. They have used the last of it, so they have to get more, right? They have to get. That's what they want the the key for. Um, and so. They're getting all their loved ones. They they send them down to the police station to to stay safe. And um, they're they're now flipping the tables. You know, interrogating Sawande um, on, on Electra and you know what is the hand doing and what all that stuff is. So I mean that's pretty cut and dried. You're you know torture. You watch one torture scene. You pretty much watched them all. Um, and. I think that that was pretty much just the gist of ex episode five. Um, yeah, there was. A, it, it, it was I'm trying to remember. Is is it at the end of episode five where Stick actually decapitates him? Like, because it I kind of saw it coming, but all of a sudden, he, you know, he just turned, and all of a sudden, there's a head rolling. And you're like, oh, huh. so that's how yeah. you kill the immortal. I totally I should have known. <laughs> there can be only cut one. Cut off their head. You know, it's like a vampire. <laughs> you got to cut off their head. Um, and I did like where the episode ended, which was Electra, I believe, if I'm correct, Electra has taken off. She's doubting whatever Alexandra's telling her, and she goes to Matt's apartment. <laughs> yeah, I actually really liked that scene. Pete, what did you think? I know we were talking about that a little before the cast. I'm sorry, Igor. <laughs> Igor, yeah, Igor. The, the most sentimental and yet still creepy breaking and entering I've ever seen <laughs> dead serious. <laughs> yeah. You, you had to wonder like when you saw that, like what did you think that she was going to be doing there? No idea. I was just thinking flashbacks. She's going to, she's going to lie and wait for him. I don't know. You know, was she going to lie and wait for him? How did she even know that was his apartment? Is she getting memories back? Um, I would she, think she had to have at that point. Yeah, so she's getting some memories back. She's clearly breaking the coding, I guess you could say. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, was she going to lie and wait? Was she going to, like, sleep in his bed and smell his pillow? I mean, you know, what was she? Yeah. Um, um, Igor, in the in the comics, which which uh, I'm sure everybody can get from our Amazon link on our page, um, was there a lot of development into the backstory of the hand in for any of these characters? Not for a long time, and on the hand themselves, and it was basically about, just... I know you are talking about Frank yeah. Miller earlier, but was there anything past the creation of them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still kicking. They even fought the, the Avengers when Luke, when Luke Cage and, and Iron Man and Spider-Man joined. But uh, but yeah the but these these heads of the hand were more recent creations. They came around for the show, essentially. Well, okay, so they they weren't actual characters in the comics, is what you're saying, or or did yeah. they just? Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, 
that's kind of cool on one hand that we get fresh new characters. Um, so there's maybe no debate on the source material. Um, no saying like, ah, you didn't follow the comics. But, um, you know, um, for anyone here that would like to go buy the comics, view the comics, whatever, go ahead and um, follow the links that we have on Amazon. They will be at the bottom, you know, hopefully at the bottom of the articles and stuff. Um, and you can just go there, you get a discount for the for the Amazon links and, and you know, do what I'm going to do and, and buy some of these comics and, and check them out for yourself. And, and then come talk to us and tell us how different the shows are. Um, and, and, you know, Igor, he's always up for a chat on on good some comics and would love to, you know, hear what you guys think of them. So um, that's that's a good way to get some comics for a cheap price. Or, or even regular stuff. Which, uh, or regular our, stuff, you our, know, our, anything. Our writer's, our writer's room chat, <laughs> Beacon was just talking about how he bought pillows and I bought some razors. <laughs> Buy an Iron Fist pillow. There you go. <laughs> Iron Fist pillows, you know, and they got body pillows, you know, if you want to snuggle, snuggle, do it. Uh, Everyone loves a good snuggle with a pillow. <laughs> yeah. that, that looks like Lawrence Tyrell. I think I'll pass. Oh, no, okay, nobody wants to snuggle with that pillow, you know. But come on, you know, it's the one time in his life Luke Cage will be called cuddly. True. Come on, cuddle, cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so, oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I really love, I think my favorite thing overall was all the character notes for everybody, oh. even the hand. What did you, what did you guys think about how they were pulling, how they were pulling together the, the personalities of the leaders of the hand now that we're finally getting to see them interact, all interacting with peers? There's definitely some tension going on. Gao, I mean, I, I just love how they keep bringing up like, oh, well, we have to work together, work together. And she's like, oh, well, you'd know all about that, wouldn't you, backstabber McGee? You know, I mean, I know that wasn't what they said, but, you know, she just kept throwing in their face. Like, it's not like n none of us in this room have ever tried to throw a coup and, and apparently failed since they're still underlings. But, you know, they've all tried to backstab each other. They've all tried to take power. They And yet somehow they're still working together. I I think at some point Alexandra said something along the lines of they've all killed each other at one point or another. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I think the guy that plays Bakudo is just overacting the hell out of it. Like, it's too much. He's very, as Igor was saying earlier, very arch. Mm, ah. Bakudo, Bakudo, that's the, the that's, other Japanese guy, right? That, Yao Bakudo? Baku, uh, he's, the, he's the guy that was Colleen Wing's teacher, the guy that was, like, recruiting and training the hand. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, is he the one that went after Colleen? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's, no, essentially, he had he's essentially the shredder of this show where yes. where Alexander's the crank. Yes. <laughs> okay. So he um yeah, I will agree with that. He did he had it's like he picked up a villain handbook and he went, Okay, um check. This facial expression, check. Uh dastardly monologue here, check. You know, and it's like he had a checklist, you know, so I will agree with that. He could have done, been a little bit more and convincing, kind of like Danny. Go, um, oh, oh, go and ahead. I think it's, I, I think it's kind of funny that this is theoretically the same world that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles exist in, because the same <laughs> ooze that 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 wrecked uh, Murdoch's vision is what created the turtles, um, and they oh, fight against yeah. the foot where he fights against the hand. <laughs> That's really funny. Somewhere, someone is laughing at that. Uh, <laughs> but it's not you. Um, oh. <laughs> I I think it's ironic. Better next I think time. It's funny. Um, and and so now jumping into 
jumping into episode six, you know. I, I got, think episode six is my favorite of the three. I, I think so, yeah. I think it, it had the most setup, you know, to go into rolling into seven and eight and just rolling right along. Um, oh, yeah. It start, if, if I remember correctly, it starts off, uh, Alexandra, I, I'm not quite sure what her attachment is to Electra or why is she so sad that, like, I because mean, Electra's gone. We don't know where she's at. She's like melancholy and, and playing that sad music. What is it about Electra that she is like so drawn to? I don't understand. Do, do, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Or I, There was a part in one of the earlier episodes where she mentioned how she had a daughter in her first mm -hmm. you know, lifetime that died. And for some reason, she just really strongly associates that, that daughter with Electra. I don't know why she glommed onto her specific, specifically. Yeah. I was just wondering. I if feel like... An Oh, go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, because I have a thought. Um, but what was the um, what was the rest of yours? Uh, just that, uh, like his point, I don't know why Electra specifically, out of all all the women of all the world over the years, why her? Why now? Well, specifically, definitely hard to say. But I think I think for everything we did get, the impression I got was that it was a cigar is just a cigar. It wasn't exactly what we were being told. Was, this kid is so naturally gifted, you know, in the way of physical prowess and with a knack for violence. You know, this kid, this kid is, you know, this kid could be malleable because she's a kid, and that sort of thing. The other hand are harping so hard on, well, the the. Well, the, the black sky has always been your prophecy, not ours, but we know how much you believe in it. And so this is just something she's always believed, true or, true or not. And then she gets the news that she's got a terminal illness at this point where their resurrection juice is running out. Mm -hmm. And she's feeling her mortality and starting to think about her daughter, too, now that she's very okay. threatened. All right. I, I get the feeling it was exactly face value in this case. Okay. Um, that yeah, that makes sense. That's a good yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Cause for me, it was just like kind of out of the blue. Like ah, here you are, I adore you, and I want to you know, and I'm going to be sad when you leave. And it's just like oh, that's so weird. It kind of seems so out of the blue. But yeah, facing mortality, thinking about the kid that you lost, I could see that. Um, and then I think there there's maybe the one added factor of the fact that Electra was essentially raised by Stick, who was sort of a leader in the chase. Yeah. So maybe it's that's a little bit of revenge thrown in there as well. It like, is. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your daughter, dude. It is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I could totally see that taking her specifically because she was their their hope, their great white, I don't know, white whale. Is that an appropriate metaphor? <laughs> um, no, the white whale is what you're chasing. I don't know, but she was their great hope. She was their, you know. Um, there was a, I'm going to jump to the chat channel really quick. There's uh, been some chat chatter going on that um, I missed because um, I didn't have that, that proper screen up. And uh, Hi, Beth, is, Beth is making fun of me for saying you watch one torture scene, you watch them all. So clearly I'm not watching the right torture scenes um, if, <laughs> if I haven't seen them all. <laughs> and then um, there was a great point that we, I missed about Foggy um, that um, I think it was Beacon that made the point. 
um, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but he made a point that Foggy is a very real character, the reason that you like Foggy so much, and he speaks his mind, and it's on point, and then um, he's Matt's Jiminy Cricket. He's Matt's conscience. Now I um, want to see him in spats. <laughs> spats with the top hat and a cane. I don't think that would be a good look for him, but... Um, <laughs> So anyway, so that's that's some some reasons why other people like Foggy, um, which is a good point. He is very much like Matt's conscience, whether Matt wants him to be or not. You know, he keeps Matt on the on the straight and narrow. Um, He's a smart guy. He's clearly a talented lawyer, and he dates way out of his league. Well, what's not to like? <laughs> exactly. Right. He right. he does need to go back to to Matt though, because I'm tired of seeing him in that slick back suit and the hair. I miss the hair. I need that. <laughs> I need that that uh, scruffy, scruffy, foggy back. Um, you could always go back to the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> that was him. Oh my the kind of, god! The kind of pudgy kid. That oh was him. yeah. Are you? Oh mm-hmm. my god! It's like it's my Disney... childhood and my adulthood. And this is a Disney sad. property. No Mighty Ducks references. Still oh. sad. Yeah. You just blew my mind. Oh man, that is crazy. Happy to help. <laughs> All right. Um, I like that this this episode is where they're they're really trying to hammer on the Luke and Danny should be buddies storyline. Um, although yeah, Danny just Danny just really started out as an ultra brat in this. A yeah, bit. but he's he's coming around like he's starting to find his groove. I think this really did help him um, start to help establish his character, and I think the actor a little bit. I think he needed um, this interaction um because i actually re-watching iron fist i don't hate it as much the second time i didn't really even hate it the first time around i just thought it was slow that was my biggest thing was the first four episodes could have really been condensed you know how many how many times did i need to see him try and defend that he was danny to the what are they the meachams the meckhams meachams so mm-hmm. you know the Meachams, you know, so I'm like, how many times is he going to go up and try and talk to them one-on-one? It's clearly not working. So, you know, move on. So that was my biggest beef with it was it was slow, but I actually think that him as an actor, he didn't, he wasn't horrible. Was he fantastic like the others? No, but he wasn't horrible. Like I had built him up in my head. Um, I, yeah. And this one is, it's just him being a brat and not realizing that since the, hand needs him for whatever their plan is going to be like they just found out from Sawande like he probably should be off the board for this <laughs> yeah it might be a little dangerous <laughs> like, but oh, how am everybody. I going to win everything if I'm not fighting exactly he couldn't yeah. he couldn't think of the big picture of this is what's best we need to get you into hiding we need to get you away from the hand if you're what the hand needs to complete their dastardly you know plans which we don't know what they are at this time then that is all you can do is to stay hidden and, and and that's tough for someone that wants to go out and be in the center of it and and you know it's it's not easy to take a back seat and it's not easy to stay on the sidelines but that's what he needed to do and they put him in the position to do that and then stick you know <laughs> oh stick um but we'll get there um in the beginning. So Stick has killed Sawanda at the beginning of the episode. Uh, head chop off. Sends it to the hand. Hand open it up. There's a lovely little beheaded head staring at him. What's in uh, the box? 
what's in the box? I was doing that the whole time. And I was and then I was laughing at myself because there was no one else here watching me. So I was just like, what's in the box? <laughs> you know, so. And then we've got, you know, the, I, I personally, I love that fight. Did you guys like that fight to, to cow coerce Danny? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just thought the combat. The combat did so much character development over the course of the series, and I mean that the best possible way. (laughs) Including Danny taking a swing at Matt, and in a second and a half, Danny's on his back, and and Matt saying, stay down. (laughs) Stay down. Just stay down, dude. I mean, I don't care how good you are as the Iron Fist, you are not going to defeat Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and... Friggin' Daredevil. And Daredevil on a (laughs) one-on-one. You just may as well just roll over. You just get you get the feeling that Danny was so used to being, you know, one of the best at Kunlun, which again still feels wrong. It feels like to me it should be Kunlun or something. But he was so used to being one of the the best and the top lauded students there, and now he's fighting these guys, one of whom isn't even going to notice that he got hit unless you turn on the fist. And Matt hit him like twelve times in that second and a half. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, and then and then Jessica just ends it. Because she sees the fist coming on. She's like, uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 <laughs> Just boom. <laughs> put him down. She, I, I, that's why I love Jessica. Because she just, she doesn't put up with any crap. She's just like, nope, here we go. Boom, you're done. It, it may not be pretty, but she gets it done. Mm-hmm. So. Like I said, like I said, in the first cast, she is best audience surrogate. Oh. Certainly super powered. <laughs> beautiful and um so now that this is where they go is this where they go their separate ways danny danny's tied up luke is watching him stick is in the background his sticky thing with this incense and his you know yeah Yeah, incense incense Mm -hmm. um and jessica and matt finally get to go and talk to the wife the architect's wife or try to, yeah. They, they, yeah. Yeah. They end up talking to the I was just so happy. I was just so happy with them because they are talk about the her- the personalities of the heroes that not only want control, but are used to just take control. <laughs> yeah. I was so glad to see them you know, clashing just a little bit. Let's see. Um, she, uh, yeah, she doesn't. I like when they're. I don't even remember what it is that they're doing, but somehow they're at the house. Yeah, they're talking like, to the daughter. They're talking to the daughter, and and she, Daredevil goes over. Matt goes over to play the piano. I don't remember how they get in the the piano. The daughter was saying something along the lines of like, you know, like he would he would be doing all this work, and then he would bring it all home, and he never slept, and I. Every once in a while, I'd see him over at the piano there, and uh, but he never played it. And then Matt gets up and wanders over and checks it out. And uh, yeah, he starts mm. playing it despite Jessica not wanting him to. She's giving him those <laughs> dude like, if we weren't in front of a kid, dude. If we weren't in front of a kid, you know, like it was a pretty weird non sequitur considering the context of the conversation. Talking yeah. about dad that committed suicide, he was playing to bomb a building, and he's like, "Hey, can I play your piano? Yeah, is that, is that cool?" Um, and then clearly with his superhuman hearing, he's like, Hey, this, this is off. This is off. This is off. And they find the blueprints, um, to, to Midland circle and 
they see what he was going to do and he was going to blow it up. He was going to blow it up. Um, but they don't know why he was going to blow it up. Assuming, I guess, assuming just, he just wants to take out the hand and that's how he can see. Um, there is uh, some good uh, chat room going on. Jessica and Matt talk to architect daughters, my favorite from Beacon. Uh, Jessica telling Matt's story is where she finally gets to connect with Matt. I do agree with that. I thought that was a great scene. Absolutely. They acted it very well. And then uh, Marley Boss says, you know, Jessica sees herself in the daughter. I didn't catch that, um, but that actually could be very true. They, they could have some similar, maybe that's why she empathizes um, with the daughter or doesn't mouth off to the daughter. Um, she actually treats the daughter with a little bit of respect, which is not her usual MO. No matter who you are, she usually just gives you crap. Um, that makes sense to me. Yeah, so that could be something. But to jump back, we missed a chunk. Electra in the apartment is reconnecting her mind to Matt and what Matt meant, you know, all the, I mean, Matt's got these journals and journals and what did you think of that for her? What did that do to her in, in this washed out frame of mind? It's, it's hard to, it's hard to explain, but I really loved how like all the just dialogueless scenes with her, felt so melancholy and yet and yet like she really wanted to find out especially when you get to see somebody pick up the it wasn't the invitation but that's right it was a little prayer card from their own funeral oh yeah they sold that pretty well for just the way they shot that and the way she was moving for just that feel it feeling really dark as well as very surreal for the person in, in the scene for her. Well, she, I think it's finally sinking in. Like I died. Like I know people are telling me I died. I saw the stomach wound, but mm. there's somebody went and somebody mourned me. Mm-hmm. That's and gotta she, be. And she also trip. has to sort of uh, reconcile what she was reborn as what she was programmed as the black sky, whatever that is which we're never really told other than it's her resurrected. Um, but she still has to reconcile that, that new life with the memories that are slowly coming back of her old life. And that's, that's, she's doing a really good job of doing that without even talking very much. She, yeah. I really she, need to find out what else this actress has been in. Yeah, you, I do too. Um, and I, I do think she did a lot with her face, kind of like Matt did in the first episode or the second episode with the, the facial expressions and the, you know, freaking out about beating someone up after the earthquake. And so I think I thought, I thought it was a really good scene and I love the, the music that accompanied it, that somber, slow um, soundtrack. It really brought you into that moment. I thought. Oh yeah. And, Oof. you know, so there's oh we oh go ahead go ahead either of you or anybody in the chat love the fact that that electra and her actress is the black sky is is the killer back from the dead who even has that that type of brown eyes that are so dark that unless they are directly lit by something as bright as the sun they look solid black just naturally 
I loved that in so many of those scenes. Like, yeah. oh, this should be touching and sad, but it's also creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marley Boss says in the chat, when considering what the black sky is, she goes, I finally understand all those scenes in Iron Fist where Danny was continuously asked, what's an Iron Fist? What's yeah. an Iron Fist? <laughs> what's the black sky? At least we got an explanation as to what's an Iron Fist. I'm still waiting to find out what's a Black Sky. Well, but... uh, Iron Fist almost kind of makes sense. It's it's his fist. <laughs> it's friggin' hard. Yeah. What's a Black Sky? Yeah. I still don't get it. I guess it's just her character. Yeah. Not, not quite sure, but um, we get... It's Natalie Portman. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I do love Natalie Portman, but... Um, Jumping back over to the hand, they've, they've gotten Sawanda's head, um, and they're clearly not happy, um, and they're upset at Alexandra because she didn't go, and she didn't look for him, um, and Gao surprisingly backs her, and it's like, no, no, we're going to follow her until we get the Iron Fist, and then it's all hands on deck, you know, all, all bets are off once we get the Iron Fist, and I'll stabby stabby you and you stabby stabby me and we'll stabby stabby each other once we get the iron fist. Because then they get more of the substance, whatever that, you know, <laughs> yeah. what we, what we find out to be later. Um, I thought it was interesting that the one dude, the uh, Murakami, I think his name is the the guy that only spoke Japanese. Um, he was trying real hard to get the other two on his side away from Alexandra and Gao as scary and powerful and cunning as we've seen her seems almost genuinely afraid of Alexandra. Like, you got to wonder what Why? some of that backstory is. Yeah, there's... Well, yeah. Alexandra has to have been a real bad lady at some point. Okay, and so you you said that these are all newer characters, not in the comics, so there would be no comic reference as to why she would be so frightening, right? I honestly thought Gao was going to turn out to be a dragon <laughs> when I saw her in Daredevil. Like yeah. the legit dragon. That's <laughs> interesting. That would have been cool. Maybe maybe it'll still come. That would be kind of awesome to have that trick up the sleeve uh, for <laughs> Daredevil Season 3. Um, I'm assuming she's going to be in Daredevil Season 3. We don't know, actually. Um, but she's made it a point. She's you sent Electra, Black Sky, whatever. You're going to go. You're going to find Iron Fist. You're going to bring him back. No matter what. Do it. And she achieves that goal, but you know, before we get there, we get to see Luke and Danny trying to have another talk about mysticism, which I loved. <laughs> you know, Danny's trying to explain the chi, and Luke is just like, "I don't get it." You know, like I'm a, you know, I don't practice yoga, I don't do none of that. You know, this makes no sense to him. And I find it comical that that Luke is trying so hard not to believe in the mystical when he has invulnerable skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they had a, I like their talk that they had about the, you know, about Jessica and why, why he trusts her, why Luke trusts her. And, you know, even after, with all the crudeness and the rudeness and the blase. Because of, cause yeah. of all their time in the bone zone? Maybe, yeah, but I mean, that's not going to, you could do that all you want, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have her back. And, and he sure, makes the sure. line, I think, speaking of dragons, of I would, <laughs> I would go and I would fight a dragon with her, you know. I think, and, I think he says he'd rather fight a dragon than Jessica Jones. No, maybe that was the line. I don't know. Um, crap, I wish I'd written it down, but that, um, 
something something like that but you can tell that there is trust between the two of them there is not trust unfortunately yet with the rest of them but there is definitely at least tr trust between Luke and Jessica um, and that th this is when stick comes to comes to play and knocks out Luke with the incense the the sneaky sneaky incense um, and I was I think he was going to let Danny out, right? Let Danny out to go fight the hand? No, you know, I thought he, he was no, going to cut his head off. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was oh. absolutely about to kill him. Okay. Okay. That I, I forgot that part. Um, that's That actually does sound more like stick. Uh, just kill the problem. And if that's what they want, you eliminate it. Exactly. You know? His his whole point, the, the little speech he was making was, look, we can't let them get you. So I'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make it so that yeah. they can't get you, even <laughs> if that means that you're not around anymore. Yeah, hashtag sorry, not sorry. Um, okay, so yeah, so he's going to, but he doesn't obviously get to do that because dun dun dun, Electra unwittingly saves the day or saves Danny's life, um, and unfortunately, worst part of the episode for me was when she stabby stabbed stick through the chest and killed him. Uh, yeah, but I, I get it. That character I get it. wasn't going to be around for too much longer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, After how many know, times she tried to kill him in the in just normal Daredevil? Yeah. Yeah. You, you knew someone was going to die on the good side. Good, and I emphasize good with quotation marks because Stick is kind of he's kind of neutral. He's kind of a true neutral character. He's uh, for the goal. I see my goal. You all are not going to get in my way. I'm going to do what I need to do. And y'all are not going to get in my way. He's not really good. He's not really evil. You know, I guess the outcome, you could say he's good, neutral good, because his, his end goals are, are on the side of the good. But Yeah, I would say more chaotic neutral, or chaotic good. Chaotic good? Chaotic good. Um, Stick is simultaneously callous and sentimental and too focused on the vision of the big picture, and he was destined to fail, according to Marley Baugh. And that... I think pretty much sums up Stick's character. He wasn't going to make it out of this in the end. Um, but the hand now has Danny. Which um, we all knew was inevitable, right? It was inevitable. I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Uh, at some point, you just had to wonder when. Um, and she knocks them all out. She, she knocks out because Matt and, and Jessica know something's up. I don't remember how they know something's up, but no, they know something's up. Um, Luke is knocked out already by the incense. So they, they hurry up there and Electra just kicks their butt and then knocks, re knocks out Luke because Luke is still disoriented. He basically gets up, he throws something and then he's back on the floor. He's like, boom, done. Um, and yeah. they get, they end up getting arrested and, and dragged down to the police station. Um, because of all is, the dead bodies and stuff, yeah. <laughs> all the dead bodies oh. and well, the the two, one, two. Is this is that where Murakami died as well? No, just no. just stick up there. I don't just remember. stick. Just there stick. was still a body who didn't have a head downstairs. I think was the implication. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sawanda, mm -hmm. his body. Yeah, because apparently they they hadn't cleaned up that body yet. They just took him upstairs. Um, like it's starting to stink down here. Let's go upstairs. And yeah, exactly. nobody would help stick clean him up. <laughs> Matt or Beacon, excuse me, Beacon agrees with us on chaotic good. 
which is every D&D character he's ever played. I play chaotic good. I'm right there with you, Beacon. Gotta, gotta love those. He really was. Good. He really was like Obi-Wan Kenobi, but without any mercy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No compassion. Almost no compassion. I mean, he had some compassion, but... Tiny bit. And... Um, Electra, this time when when Matt fights Electra, there's no, she just wails on him. There's no hesitation. There's no, um, I don't know if she's acting out on the, I don't want to remember you. You, you remind me of things that confuse me, so I'm gonna take it out on you. Or I, I don't know what we, what did you think of that? Why was there no hesitation this time? I don't know. The way the fights went, it seemed like she took him out so quick and then stopped that it seemed like she was just trying to remove him from the remove him from the scene compared to how Daredevil how Matt himself took out took out Danny especially at the beginning of their little altercation any any time any time Matt and or Electra had fought stick before it was always very there was a lot of moral implications a lot of ethical implications sentimental balancing that had to be done in this case it's just like all right, well, I'm done with you. <laughs> thought that was interesting. But, I mean, she she did that twice in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, think, I think the second one was a little more surprising. <laughs> a little yeah. Bit, especially after that scene in the apartment, and you kind of thought maybe she might pull back at the last second, but nope. Um, well, I and think. Then, yeah, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, if just if we're moving on to to that last little bit there, um, I think that Alexander made a huge mistake by telling a lot, you know, her black hand or black sky so much about who she used to be, because it seemed like she really latched on to a lot of that. So well, <laughs> at I, the end, yeah. Yeah, I I think she also made the mistake of making it focusing on her death and you could die but you can come back because that kind of planted in the seed of well i need to take out the i need to take out the the obstacles in my way to make sure i never die again Uh so and your pet you know you're turned on her at the end um because oh you're an obstacle to me and to matt yeah therefore when she yeah when she gets back to and she brings Danny and Alexandra, you know, they're all fighting now. All of them, you know, they're like, okay, now we're going to have these, these guys coming after our butts and they could take out any one of us. So, you know, and then she's like, Nope, uh, I'm done. You know, like black sky, kill, 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 take them all out. No, no mercy, no hesitation. And then all of a sudden, well, oh. I think I think I, I may have even seen a glint in Electra's eye at that point when she said that she, even you know even killed Matt Murdock. Saw a little look in her face like, um, what? And I think that was I think because she had given her so much information because Electra had reconnected with Matt a little bit. That was the point where she was like, you know what? No. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, that was. Out of all the ways I thought that Alexandra was going to go out on this show, because you knew she was going to die. You knew that it was inevitable she was going to die. The big villain always dies. You know, the, the rats scurry away, but the big villain always dies. And But that's not how I expected her to go. Just right through the stomach, 
by the person that she saved brought back to life and and now Electra's in charge. <laughs> I was honestly sitting there thinking up until then, huh, I wonder how the final battle is going to go with her. Oh, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did like, oh, go ahead. I think even Electra said something at the end along the lines of, you all work for me now. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, exactly what she said. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best line, though, the, delivered at the end there was right after, because right as Alexandra's monologuing about how it's me you need to fear, don't fear these defenders, um, and then she's like, so you're going to kill Luke Cage, you're going to kill Jessica Jones, you're going to kill the devil of Hell's Kitchen, whoever the hell he is, and then she goes to say more, and then that's when the sword goes through, and she whispers in her ear, in her ear his name is Matthew, you know, so that was awesome, I got chill. I got chills right now, woof, you know. Um, oh, because that's... that was just awesome. Just the way that she delivered that, like, you know, like screw you. Mm -hmm. I still remember what I was. And so, yeah, screw you. His name was Matthew. That's, that's true love. When you, you know, when you, when you mm. gut your essentially immortal boss, because they ask you to kill somebody that you loved before they brought back you to yep. life, you know, that's that old classic story. I remember Romeo and Juliet doing that. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I think we had a little uh, uh, communication glitch there. Sorry, timed out a little bit there, but uh, we're back. And so, so yeah. that was um, that was where season or episode six wraps up. We've got Elector taken over. Danny is, is captured. Stick is dead, and the other three are knocked out. We actually don't know that they're arrested yet. I kind of jumped the gun a little bit on that one. They're just knocked out, and. So we will be jumping in on the next cast. Not sure at this time when it's going to be, but we will be wrapping up um, episodes seven and eight um, and just, you know, wrapping up the defenders and, and getting to the end and, and then hope, and then we'll, we'll, we'll throw out some spoilers. I think we're going to talk about what we can expect for each individual season, Jessica Jones season two, Daredevil season three, Iron Fist, and maybe talk some Punisher coming up. So that'll be exciting. Um, so join us. I'll let y'all know when that date's going to be. Join us for that. Uh, don't forget to join us tomorrow night, Friday night. Uh, we're going to be doing our podcast on Friday night, and we're going to be doing the great moments in nerd history for the month of September. So come one, come all. Um, share with us what some of your favorite things were that may have happened over the years in September. Some of your um, favorite nerd moments, I guess you could say. Movies that were released, games that were released. Um, comics that you may have bought in the month of December, if you can remember that far to when you were a kid, Igor. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, let us know. It's going to be a good time. That'll be tomorrow night again um, at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And look for our tweets. We'll be tweeting those out so for you to come join us. Uh, so let's go ahead and get to where we can follow everyone at this point. Um, I see. Where can we follow you? At I see Zorro on both Twitter and Instagram. Okay, and what about you, Igor? Where can we follow you? Twitch.tv for the occasional Fallout or No Man's Sky stream. MaliceCorp.com and the official MaliceCorp.com Destiny 2 clan. <laughs> Even though clan functionality is still broken, Bungie, fix it. But look for us. We're there. We're there. Yes. Yeah, just don't look for them on Facebook. You won't find them. <laughs> You're like, yes, I am still hiding from Facebook. 
Um, but uh, you can follow me at Twitter um, uh, at Super and Nut, and it'll be a good time. That's a, an easy way for you to come find the tweets. Um, I always constantly tweet out the live links and when we're going to be watching. Uh, don't forget to, um, I know I mentioned the podcast tomorrow night, but don't forget Monday night, we're going to be wrapping up Preacher. We're going to keep preaching on Preacher for one more night um, until season three rolls around. So come join us. It should be a fun night. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get uh, Malcolm Barrett or uh, Julianne Emery. I'm determined one of these days they got to come on this podcast and, and chat with us. I would you know, love maybe that. Do a, maybe do a Q&A, something, something. You know, let them know how much we appreciate them week in and week out. Because I really hope that I would love to see them in season three to continue on. I don't even care what they do. They can just be effing up things in the background as far as I'm concerned. I would just like to keep seeing them. So that's what we got coming up. We got the podcast tomorrow night. We got Preacher on Monday night. And then I'll let y'all know when we're going to come back and finish out the Defenders, episode seven and eight. Hopefully we'll get the epic beard back for that episode, that podcast. And otherwise, people, stay nerdy out there and have a good night. Stay safe.